Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we have an extra special guest on the podcast. I will waste no time introducing him. He is a New York City-based chef, producer, actor, chicken thigh enthusiast, and most importantly, a fellow Barefoot Contessa fanatic. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the podcast, Christian Ebley. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I could not be more excited to be here. Ooh, I am excited to have you too. I, I... Was excited that you messaged me. I know you uh, know uh, Robbie Roselle. Who doesn't know Robbie Roselle? And if you're in New York Robbie. City, I mean, you're no one if you don't. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> How long have you known Robbie? I have known Robbie, I think for, gosh, I think like four or five years now. Oh, great. Um, yeah, he's truly the most fantastic, wonderful human being on I Earth. know. He so is... giving, so kind. Um, I yes. adore him. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Um, I'm so excited to have you here. I have a lot of questions for you. I, I want to save like the big question for last, but most of the time too, I mean, I want to get to know what's, what brought you to Ina Garden? What was your entry point? Or when do you first remember uh, starting to watch her? Um, so I, I remember like the first episode. I remember like when in like 2002, this thing was like coming out, you know, on Food Network. And I, um, I kind of fell in love like pretty immediately. I, Mm -hmm. I, so I've been watching her, I think for as long as she's been like around on the TV for like the past 20 or so years. So I know it's crazy to believe that it's that long. Like I, cause I was... I feel, I don't know, how, how old are you? When did you graduate high school? I graduated high school in 2014. So I, I just okay. turned 25, um, like a week Got and a half it. ago. Yeah. Okay. So that was like, how old were you that back in 2002 then? What grade were you in? I was that, that, six. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> yep. I love that that's how early I know was in your life. Oh my I God. Mean, yeah. Honestly, the earlier, the better too. Truly. And Get them while I, they're young. I, I know. Exactly. It's like this is like the question of all questions too. It's like, but what do you feel like, even as like, you know, six year old Christian all the way up to like 25 year old Christian, it's like, what makes it so special for you? Like, how has it evolved? What do you think? Like, why is the show itself? Like, why is it so much fun to watch for you? I mean, I feel like the the first thing that comes to mind with her, it's like two things. Number one, it's like consistency and like Mm -hmm. staying power. Um, I feel like she just, has sort of, with the exception of when Food Network sort of tried to make her into the, like, Nigella of it all, like, early on. um, I feel like she sort of, once she sort of, like, got her footing, um, she's just really been, like, super consistent and awkward and lovable. Um, But I also really find that this show is very calming like Mm -hmm. it's it's super zen it's super like you can throw it on in the background while you're doing literally anything in your apartment especially in this like past year um and it really kind of like it's just a wonderful thing to just sort of have it's like ocean waves like when you're sleeping kind of a thing yeah yeah (laughs) i know she's like the asmr of like cooking shows and i I think that that's probably the most common answer i get too it's like i just feel relaxed you do feel I don't know, transported in a way. Yeah. It's like you feel like you're, because she's so fabulous and leads this like really, to be honest, like even though she's obviously like wealthy and has like a lot of just like 
things at her disposal too. There yes. is like a sort of, um, I guess like she seems approachable. She still seems like human at the end of the day. Yes. But at the same time, we all know and like appreciate and can like jab at her for like the things like the good vanilla and all oh, yeah. the awkward things that she shouts out to. Like make sure you get, you know, it, homemade chicken stock is best. But you have to get it, you know, make sure you buy a good brand. Exactly. Because it, it, it's, it's that theory of hers too that I also agree with too. And I'm sure you can chime in as a chef too it's like if you're going to make something really simple like use the best ingredients that you can find too and i'm sure that that how does that like play into your personal like cooking style and like and how you approach your cooking both like professionally and just at home sure so i i honestly when i think back to like when i started cooking which was i it basically coincided with me starting to watch this show so i kind of like give Ina a lot of the credit for like wanting to get into the kitchen. Um, and yes. I, I have found that, I mean, full disclosure, when Robbie told me that he was going to be on this podcast, I like fully lost my mind and was like, <laughs> I have to. So I listened to like every episode that you had available. Yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kept thinking to myself like, okay, how I, I guess I was trying to picture like the way that I started cooking and my development within cooking in the context of the Barefoot Contessa. And I yes. owe a lot of my, cooking style and philosophy and i think particularly as it applies to like food styling um Mm -hmm. she taught me a lot um of stuff she's got really sound advice that she's been following for i mean now she has on cooking like a pro she's like i've been cooking and baking for decades but she (laughs) there's a reason she's been doing that and there's a reason she's so successful um I I mean, she's truly, like, my idol of idols. I could not yeah. be more obsessed with her. And I love, like, watching episodes and, like, roasting her out of love because it all comes from that place because she is so yes. ridiculous to me in a lot of ways. But I, I love her so much. And I often say that, like, if I was ever on, like, Drag Race, she would be my Snatch Game character. Like, that's who I would yes. do. Um, yes. Yeah, she's just perfect. I'm waiting for someone to do Ina, too, because right? you could really give her, like... I think like the, the, I mean, not to talk about Drag Race, but it always comes back to Drag Race. <laughs> it like I think does. I I feel like the key to having a good snatch game character is like to have like Ina Garden, but have her in like a situation, like have her like being like over sexualized or something yes. like that, or just everything is double entendre. Like there has to be an extra level to that. But but I agree, it's it's kind of hard to explain or sort of articulate like my everlasting love and like an admiration for her but also like she is so funny to just like I I often worry I even though I know I could be like far worse I can really lay into her sometimes too but like I worry that like people think that I'm poking fun at her too much and I know that I'm not at the same time but like that's that is part of the 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 package of Ina is like, yes. she is awkward on camera. She yes. doesn't know how to interact with kids. <laughs> it's, at like, all. <laughs> it's like, and that's okay. Like yes. I have so many friends, like a handful of friends that just like, you put a kid in front of them and they're just like, Oh, hi. You know, it's right. just, it's, it's just not one of their, you know, gifts, which is also fine because Ina has so many other gifts. Oh but, my um, gosh. Yes. Um, yeah. It's interesting that you say that. Go on. Sorry. Wait, oh, no, I, I was gonna just going to say, like, I fully agree with you. I think that like, it's so funny because I, I, I've shown my boyfriend like so many episodes of this show and um, I love that he's sort of finally starting to like get 
Ina. Like once you, sort of, yes. there's a pattern to her and like the way yes. that she talks and records and, you know, recycles the same phrases and stuff. And I sometimes worry, like he even said to me once too, like when I'm watching it, like I really kind of like go in and roast her a little bit, but like it really is out of love. And it's, yes. it's all love. It's all love that I have for her, even though I love to make fun of her. Yeah, I mean, Robbie said in his episode, she really is a gay man at heart. Like She, she really just, is. And maybe that's why I feel like the urge to just like roast the fuck out of her sometimes too, Because she can give it right back. I feel yes. like she could in my mind. And I, I feel like she doesn't take herself too seriously and knows no. that she is a little bit awkward. And But it's also just like who she is. There's really yeah. not any sort of... I imagine who she is on camera is like who she like you watch her in interviews too and she you know there's the nervous laugh that fills the gaps too and it's just uh it's just my favorite thing like uh, I me too it's funny you were talking about showing your boyfriend like I I've showed Keon enough now too I mean that is my happy place like if I'm oh, yeah. ever in a mood like or whatever like I'll watch it by myself or like he'll say like do you want to watch some Ina and I'm like that'd be really nice (laughs) it's like like watching golden girls like we i literally my boyfriend's like you know his bread and butter is golden girls he's seen like every single episode six hundred thousand times and that's me with barefoot contessa and now i think we're both kind of crossing paths into i'm watching a ton of golden girls and he's watching a ton of barefoot contessa it's the best feeling in the entire world converting people to loving ida and we were texting as far as like the 30 rock barefoot contessa crossover as it were like i wish there was more like that was truly an intersection of it was almost too much for me the first time she was ever mentioned and then she eventually did guest she had like a couple lines she said hi liz i'm in a garden i just opened up a (laughs) pinot grigio yeah (laughs) (laughs) just over the bushes holding a glass it's uh like whoever whatever gay in the writing room wrote that like I need to meet them I, because that's exactly what we wanted. I, I could not agree more. I had a full meltdown when I first yeah. saw that on 30 Rock. Like, I can't think of two things that I love more. And then for them to happen at the same time on that show <laughs> was, like, almost too much for me. I agree with you. I I just love her, too. There was something <laughs> else. Um, we were talking about 30 Rock. We are talking about Ina. Oh, I lost my train of thought. I think we were talking about chicken thighs at some point too. Yeah, I mean, like, tell me about the chicken thighs. I mean, I, cause how I, much time do you have? Because <laughs> I, I, I am obsessed with them. I literally yes. like, I. It's in like my Instagram and Twitter bio. I think it's my Twitter handle, Chicken Thigh Enthusiast. Like, yes. I, I love them so much. I, I truly think I have them like five times, a, like five nights a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. They're just like they're super cheap. They are like, I liken them to sort of like an adult chicken wing. Like they're like a really great like portion. I feel like Um, they keep super well. They freeze super well. Like they're so the best part of the chicken. Like I, I, I'm writing a cookbook right now and I literally have to like cut down like how many chicken thigh recipes I have. It's, it's an obsession and I'm not going to apologize for it. I was going to say, everyone <laughs> needs their sort of, you got to get a gimmick as far you as really just do. like, I know with a good vanilla or just like the chicken stock. I feel like they're, that only helps sort of like brand what's important to you. Um, yes. That's so exciting. How long have you been, uh, how long has that been like an idea or like in the works for the cookbook? So it's been an idea for a while. And then it, I think for me, it kind of happened like I would test out recipes and write recipes and then write them down. And I think about like maybe a year and a half ago or two years ago, I got really like, okay, like I'm going to do this. And then 
very like recently as of like the past couple of months, I've sort of been like, okay, you've been talking about doing this. And I have like a file on my computer of like, it's like 65 recipes or something like that sure. that I have done. Um, but I really want to like actualize it too. So I've given myself yes. like a deadline and like to have this thing finished. And um, I'm really going to try to like shop it around. So I'm very excited um, for it That's to happen awesome. at some point. Yes. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Is there, um, besides chicken thighs too, do you have a specific, um, is it just kind of a little bit of everything? Is there a specific type of food that you typically gravitate towards or like to cook or is it foods and desserts? So I definitely identify more as like a chef more than I do yep. a baker. I think I can bake and, and it's fine. I just sort of am like, I don't necessarily have the patience to break out like all of the sort of like the measuring cups and the this and the that. And yes, I kind yes, of yes. am the like throw everything in and sort of taste as you yes. go human being where um, I always find it very difficult when I have to actually write a recipe or I, I work currently as a recipe developer for this company and um, I think of all these sort of like things in my head and then actually having to sit down and sort of like write them out and like really sort of like do the Ina thing of like the yes. scientist in the kitchen with like, you know, um, getting actual measurements is mind numbing to me. I really like it's very difficult. I find yeah, so that's I'm the hardest sure. part of the job for, for me at least. Um, yeah, I feel like every grandma I've ever talked to, it like doesn't doesn't measure. She just like puts it in. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm it's, that grandma. It's hard to like rein that in. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm <am> that grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I want to go back to chicken thighs too because I I will tell you that I mean we we eat a lot of veggies in our house too, but like I we definitely do chicken every once in a while. But okay. I don't buy chicken thighs as often as I should. Okay. What would you say is like? I guess because my thing with chicken thighs is. I think it is like, and I'm sure you'll agree too, is that it's like, it's the more flavor, li- flavorful meat choice rather than just doing like, uh, you know, chicken breast or something like yes. that too. I tend to like, I would rather have like a boneless thigh situation sure. rather than like a bone in thigh, even though I'm sure that's good as well too. But like, what is your, what do you hear the most when people are like, ew, chicken thighs? Like, why do you think people are like, not really buying as many. What would you tell people? Like, what's the selling point of a chicken thigh? I mean, for first of all, I think, like, I, there are just people, too, I feel like, that that just don't like dark meat. Like, yeah. you know, like, I, I'm more, I'm, like, the dark meat gal. I totally, like, yeah. chicken thigh. Like, I'm not a huge turkey fan, but, like, on Thanksgiving, like, when I'm making a turkey, it's, I'm not having the breast. It's going to be, like, the thigh or the, whatever it is. Um, I, For me, I don't know. I, I First of all, I start sort of with like, okay, are you a dark meat person? If you're not super into it, I totally respect that and get it. Um, but I just find them to be, first of all, for for beginner cooks, like you kind of can't overdo them, which is really great. Like yeah. there's such a there's such a um, like a grace period when you're cooking a chicken thigh or like a drumstick, mm-hmm. where if you're cooking a breast, it's actually really difficult to do because there is a, a fine line where like if you know it's like a boneless skinless breast and you're doing it for like 12 to 14 minutes if you're going over that it's like game over you're you're chewing yeah. on like i don't even know like it's like so sinewy and like tough and very difficult so yeah. i always find that like if you're a beginner cook i tend to recommend that because they're so easy to do and you can overcook it a bit and still have it be completely fine so you know that's kind of my <laughs> my two cents on them um, yeah the elevator pitch for yeah, chicken exactly. thighs yeah i do love it's like it's making me want to buy more of them too because i feel like there is 
every time I have them, I'm like, yeah, this is this is the superior piece of meat here. Oh, yeah. But I, I never think to buy them. And I feel like I'm in the like the majority with like America too, that like chicken breast or just like what you buy. But I feel the people that know about chicken thighs, like the minority, like the small like they know. It's like this like well known well kept secret, but not a secret at the same time. Yes. Um It's a phenomenon. Join the phenomenon, Nick. It's <laughs> really exactly. it's really spectacular. Yeah. I am excited. I'm excited. <laughs> um I want to talk, I mean, this is the question. So I, I saw, I feel like I saw it on your Instagram story or maybe just in your, your main feed, but you have met Ina Garden before. I have. I, I just, I don't know how, what I would do if I met her um, or like if it was, if it was like an accident or like if it was actually like a scheduled like meet and greet sort of situation, but tell me everything. All right. So <laughs> I, I first had... I had probably gone to two or three book signings of hers and like I had never met her, but I had uh-huh. seen her in person and done that kind of thing. I did even see yeah. her. I think when I first like came to the city when I was 18 and I was in college at yeah. like the, the Union Square, Barnes and Noble, she did a book of signing. Yes. I bumped into Jeffrey at the Starbucks on the third floor. Like, oh it my was God. A, it was a whole moment. Um, so I've seen her a few <laughs> times like in the flesh, but the only time I ever met her, um, and this is like a little bit of a, like maybe stalkery e story, but like I'm just gonna yeah. kind of roll with it. Um, yes. But like August fifteenth, twenty sixteen, I have before <laughs> the world like completely fell apart. I was just um, gonna say yeah. Yeah, my best friend Olivia was working at the time as the maitre d at, at Le Cuckoo, which if okay. you don't know is um, it, at the time in twenty sixteen it was it had just opened and it was the hottest restaurant in the city. It's, it was chef-owned by Daniel Rose, who has been on Barefoot Contessa a few times. Nice. He owned um, Spring, Ina's favorite, like, Paris restaurant. And when, oh. he, when he was on the show, he was on, like, a Barefoot in Paris episode, and she was okay. cooking with him. They were making, like, a pear clafouti, and he was like, oh, I'm opening next year um, a restaurant in Soho, kind of a thing. <gasps> so nice. that's, like, the context of this place. And um, n- knowing that, I, I knew at some point she would definitely go there um and I kept like kind of hounding Olivia being like let me know you know if whatever if if Ina ever pops up on like reservations so one day she texts me while she's at work and she's like plotting tables for that night service and she's like it's drop everything it's happening she's coming tonight so (laughs) I freak out I texted my other really good friend Lizzie who's also obsessed with Ina and I was like you drop everything we're going to Lake Haku tonight to hang out at the bar because we you cannot could not get a table there and I could oh, not yeah. have even dreamed of affording even like a fifth <laughs> An of an appetizer menu. Uh, yes, yeah like yeah. absolutely none of it um so I was like let's just go to the bar and hang out and like we'll wait until she's like done and if it's like appropriate we'll like say hi yes. um so I told my friend Lizzie it was sort of like that moment in the office where Dwight sets the building on fire and locks them in. And Michael's like, this is not a drill. Like everybody out, it's happening. Um, kind of energy. (laughs) And we waited at the bar and she sure enough was there. Um, we showed up kind of like in the middle of while she was eating. Um, and she, and she was also with Barbara and Bobby Lieberman. So it was the four, (gasps) the four of of them. So they leave. And I kind of like very casually sort of like walk out with my friend Lizzie. And I was like, I don't even know why I said it this way, but I was like, are you the barefoot Contessa? 
Um, because I had had like four drinks at that point. Sure, yeah. And she like was so sweet. She was in this like plush, like vel- crushed velvet, like royal purple, like shent. And it was like absolutely stunning. And she like <laughs> turned around like Helen in Bridesmaids in that gown and was like, yes, Helen. I am. Um, yes. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I, I could not be, I'm like your absolute biggest fan. Um, I surely like word vomited um, all these different things. And I was like, yes. can I please get a Black photo? Um, and while that was happening, Jeffrey, who was bless his heart, like absolutely hammered, sort of like comes up next to Ina and puts his arm around her. And he's like, do you know who I am? And I was like, <laughs> do I? Like, of course I do. And then Barbara and Bobby come up and are like, do you know who we are? And I was like, obviously. So Barbara <laughs> took a photo of me and Ina and Jeffrey and my friend Lizzie. Um, and it was amazing. And they were so wonderful and kind and exactly how they appear on the show. Just like lovely people. And oh we went back inside gosh. after I like came to. And it ended up that um, the New York Times food critic had also just arrived at the restaurant and was seated next to an empty table. So Olivia and then also the head sommelier at the restaurant were like, oh my God, we can't have an empty table. It was like 1030 at this point. Would you guys want to sit next to this guy? We will pay for your entire meal. We just want you to sort of be like, oh my God, this food is amazing. So we had like probably like a $600 meal for free. And all we had to do was like gush over this food, like loud enough that the the Times critic could hear us. And um, I could have died that night and I would have had like a life fulfilled. That really is like a fairy tale. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I, I can never, I won't have a better night. You won't be in able my to life. top that. Oh That's my it. God. Yeah. And even afterwards, the meal too, like to celebrate in that way. Oh my God. I yeah. love that Jeffrey was hammered. I hammered. love that the Lieberman's also chimed in. Ugh. <laughs> yep. I, I've also heard, I feel like she's like five foot nothing too. Like she's so tiny. She might, she might not even be five feet tall. Wow. She, yeah, she's like, I mean, girl was rocking like the flats and like the billowy pant. And of course, I, she really might have been under um, five feet tall. I mean, she's tiny, but God love her, you know? Yes. Oh, my goodness. What a what a story. I feel like uh, there's so many other people, too, because like I feel I've seen her twice in Pittsburgh and I don't even know if they sort of offered any VIP they should. I mean, why oh God, not? But yeah. like, because uh, I know she goes on like book tours and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, one of these days, one of these days, like if she's like near Pittsburgh, or I wouldn't even mind traveling to like a book signing or something like right. that would be lovely. Uh, but to have Jeffrey in it too. I oh, my that. God. It was so it was just perfect. It was the, the <laughs> most perfect night of my entire life. <laughs> Yay. Oh, my goodness. Well, Speaking of the most perfect thing ever, <laughs> yeah. let's get into this episode. Too. Yes. Do you have, I, I didn't ask you too, but do you have Discovery Plus? Is that something that you have um, yes. credentials for? So oh, I, I really it got dream? it. It's the, besides that night, the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because <laughs> yeah. once again, when Robbie told me he, he was on coming on your podcast, yeah. I ended up going down like a rabbit hole where I didn't really have like a ton of recipe assignments going on for like two yeah. or three weeks i watched all of it and by all of it i mean like barefoot contessa and then back to basics all like 107 seasons that are on discovery yes. plus in a very short amount of time um that really i did nothing like truly did nothing but just watched that happen um and it was really amazing to sort of watch like the the sort of like genesis of the barefoot contessa and then like to where she is now on like cook like yes, a pro or yes. whatever 
Um, but all that to say, yes, I have Discovery Plus and it's turned me into a monster because <laughs> now all I'm doing is watching Food Network. I know it really I've never been able to properly like binge Ina and they don't I mean back in the day you used to buy like seasons of TV shows but like that's kind of a thing of the past and so is I mean cooking shows like they might have some seasons of some things but right. like the fact that this is like widely available to us is just um, a gift that keeps on oh. giving and it just the next episode just starts there there are no commercials it is bliss it's and like, it doesn't I, do that like snarky netflix thing where it's like are you still watching because obviously i'm still watching like, what else am i doing i know <laughs> so this is you you requested season two episode nine of back to basics and this is called pizza party a truly as you put it unhinged episode of the barefoot contessa for me this episode like if someone is like who's Anna Garten and then I like get over that they even asked me that question they're yes. like if you have like an episode to like sort of start me off with which one yeah. I always give them this one because it is truly unbelievable like some of the the quotes that come out of her mouth in yeah. this episode are gonna be on my tombstone um I <laughs> I can't get over some of the things. I'm sure we will get into them. Um, I know, kids. It's shocking, shocking. The kids, episode. the cake. I mean, really, the the it it, it's like a crescendo in the yeah. last like five minutes of this episode. It's like once the kids arrive, it truly goes off the rails in the best way possible. Again, <laughs> yes. with love, always. But always. um, let's let's get into this. So yes. she starts out with a voiceover. She says. My friend Sherry Weston and her two adorable children, David and Lily, are coming to cook with me today. I thought, what should we make? What do kids like? Hello? Pizza. (laughs) I mean, just that alone. It's like the hand toss to the right, the hand toss to the left. Hello? It's just, uh, (laughs) I mean, the beginning and ends of it, like the, the last like 30 seconds of every episode. I don't know what to call it. I guess like an outro or like I'm sure there's some sort of television term for what that's called. But like. Sometimes they just leave you hanging. Sometimes it's a nice button. Like, it really is a gift. Oh, my God. Um, So she says, we're all going to be involved in the process. Um, They're cooking white pizza with arugula because all kids love white pizza with arugula. I I mean, that was it's she was doing well. And when she was like, would the kids love pizza? And then that's where it started and stopped because she then decides to make white pizzas with arugula. And I don't, these kids are like, what, seven and nine, maybe? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what seven-year-old is going to be like, oh my God, arugula. Like the kid even yes. says like, no, I don't want it. Like whenever. <laughs> yeah, he's like, don't get... even ask me. Literally. That's what he says. <laughs> Little David, I have so much to say about um, him. Me too. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not the pizza that I feel like these kids were sold on when the mom was like, let's go see Ina. She's going to make pizza. Never in my wildest dreams at age seven would I have been like, oh, goat cheese topped pizza. Delicious. Yeah, I mean, nowadays, yes, of course, too. But, like, I do love the fact that she didn't, that she still uh, stayed true to Ina. You know what I mean? She's not going to make, like, a pepperoni pizza. Like, that's not, that's not ever going to fly. Like, and I love that she stuck to her guns. And she's like, these kids are going to eat it, whether they like it or not. (laughs) The only adjustment she made, she's like, I guess I'll take olive oil in case the kids don't want garlic oil. Absolutely. Uh, That was was the only substitution on the menu. Yeah. And Um, I respect her for that. I mean, yeah, it's like you're going to eat what I give you. So <laughs> speaking of that oil, she said she's going to make garlic oil infused with fresh herbs and hot pepper flakes. 
And then for dessert, double trouble. Chocolate fudge cake with rich chocolate buttercream. And the kids will be decorating it with all kinds of candy. And then she says, this is back to basics, cooking with kids. But the grown-ups are going to be have fun. They're going to be having fun too. I just love that like it's not all about the kids. It's like that I it's like I'm going to hang out with kids. I'm going to make my own pizza and I'm going to have some fun while yeah, doing it. And I'm going to enjoy um, it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, so chocolate cake, let's get into this. I mean, <sighs> I didn't ask you the question too, but like I and I know you said you're more of a chef rather than a baker too, but Ina's chocolate cake, cupcakes, it's like it really is like to use her word foolproof. Like yes. I I've, I've had it, I've made it. It really is um they're always going to turn out great. They're always going to turn out really moist too. And this one yes. is really incredible. The cocoa powder, it looks so decadent. I need that to invest. That cocoa powder is it... expensive. I was going to say, yeah. it looks, oh my goodness. Um, I, I've been meaning to kind of find a brand. A few people have messaged me because I talked about it on an episode in, in the past of like, you know, I just buy Hershey's cocoa powder. Do you oh. have a go-to cocoa powder or are it's you also Hershey's. a Hershey's gal? It's going to be Hershey's because <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I'm, I'm not going to like, blow all my money on like some exceptional yes. cocoa powder like that's just not ever like gonna be my go-to um yeah. but i will say that like when i i've made her chocolate cake i've made her cupcakes or brownies etc i mean period end of sentence like it is the best chocolate cake that i've ever like made like yes. that it's it's it is a classic for a reason um but yeah no to answer your question it's gonna be hershey's and that's gonna be it like i'm yeah. not gonna be spending a ton of money on cocoa powder yeah i mean maybe if it was a gift or something like that because there's right. like a couple of spice stores in pittsburgh too that like have you know the dutch cocoa and like i i, I feel like the darker it is the, the nicer it is in my yes. opinion but that could just be i don't know but um she here's my thing and i i've never talked about this on the podcast too i feel like whether you use the sieve or not use the sieve, it's gonna be fine. Like, are, are you team sieve, like, for baking? Like, I do get the idea, get rid of the lumps, but could that also be accomplished by whisking? I just don't know. I don't have a strong opinion. I just, uh, what do you feel? So, if you're asking, like, I don't I don't give a shit. Like, I, if I'm yeah. ba- baking for something, baking, yes. I'm, like, least, like, if I can do one bowl and mix it by hand, like, I'm so happy. I don't want to break out, like, all the shit and have to clean all of it. Because that's when it really gets, like, crazy is the cleanup after baking is just a nightmare yes. to me. Um, yeah. Does it yield a better, like, you know, result? Yes, probably. If you're really going mm-hmm. for that, like, super airy, like, moment with your cake. I don't care. Like, if I'm having a chocolate <laughs> cake, I'm having, which we'll get into, like, the size piece that she gives these, like, children. Oh, um, yes. And I'm just going to, like, do the, like, Bruce from Matilda moment and, like, eat it with my hands and call it a day. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm I, not going to be breaking out the sieve and doing the whole, like, you know, no lump moment. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I always, I'm a messy cook but I'm an even messier baker like mm-hmm. no matter how many times I try to get the cocoa powder out without just exploding all over the <laughs> counter like yes. and I know some I do have like the standing mixer and I knew they have I know they have that like sort of shield thing or like you can kind of dump it into right. because it is hard I mean yeah. and Ida makes a mess too that's oh, I mean, yeah. one of one of her uh, greatest like attributes <laughs> is just getting everything all over the standing mixer yes. but uh, she loves it um, she so, does so she's creaming the butter and the sugar and she adds some brown sugar um, and then she cracks the eggs into the bowl. She uses extra large eggs. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah. <laughs> she says I have heard tell, yes, that she <laughs> that she uses extra large eggs. And I have seen her crack eggs into things before too. It's like, I, I get the logic behind like, 
what makes a bad egg for you? Keon asked me that the other day. Like, I'm assuming, like, if it's just, like, a different color. I mean, obviously, if there's a shell, you pull it out. But what is a bad egg? I mean... Is it just, like, bloody sort of... My entire life, I've never understood why she even says that. Because I'm like... Yeah. To me, when I was younger and watching it, I'm like, okay, she's lying. She's just saying she doesn't want to get... She's saying something other than, like, if you mess up and crack a shell into a bowl. Or, like, that's sort of what I always thought the substitute was. Because I never... I don't think in the 20 years I've been cooking that I've ever cracked open an egg and it's been this, like, disaster. Like, it's just... (laughs) It's been, like... Okay, sure. I'm cracking it into a bowl to make sure, especially when you're baking, that you don't yeah, get the yeah, shell into that. it. Yes. But it's not like this like sulfuric disaster that you accidentally open. Like I, I don't feel like that happens, but I could be wrong. It's never happened to me. Yeah, I mean, let us know, gentle listeners, if right? the, uh, if you've had a bag at egg recently and maybe it's because she has like the fresh eggs, you know, right. in East Hampton she has access to that and maybe oh, yeah. they're a little bit more prevalent. You know what? You actually to, you like, might be right now that I think or something about it. Like that. Because she goes yeah. to that, like, chicken farm and gets, yeah. like, her Iacona. I don't know the name. Yeah, I think it's that. Yeah. <laughs> Iacona Farms. These um, poor chickens. She's like, look at these chickens. Aren't they gorgeous? And they're yeah. just being slaughtered. Absolutely. Um, like, taxidermied in her kitchen. But I know. I, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because they're probably not pasteurized. They're probably, like, straight yeah. from, you know, the farm. So I'm going to walk back my statement about bad yes. eggs. She might very well get bad eggs. Yeah, which is probably why she says it. A hundred times. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> um, and then she adds in some vanilla. She's like, I love the good vanilla is what she yes. says. Name drops always... the podcast. I know. It. It's just advertising for me. You know? <laughs> Perfect. Um, so next she adds the buttermilk, which she's like, which is a low fat milk with culture added, which makes it nice and thick. She's like, my grandparents used to drink it. I think it's disgusting, but it's fabulous in cakes. <laughs> the way she says like dis- that, like that. I showed that to Keon, and he didn't laugh as hard as I did. Like, there are things that he laughs at that I don't think are as funny, but, like, that kind of stuff, like, whenever she just, like, flat out tells you how she feels about something and makes a little face, those are the best moments. My favorite things. Her little anecdotes are wild to me, Um, but that specific one, too, like, my grandparents used to drink it. Okay, go off. Like, that's incredible, I guess. Like, I've never heard of someone doing that, but, like, fine. I know. Ooh, I can't imagine. It's it's so thick. But, like, I yeah. can't imagine. Like, my grandparents, I don't think I've ever. I feel like it was definitely, like, a generational thing more than anything. Like, her grandparents, like, obviously are, are way older than my grandparents. Um, but fine. Yeah, go for yeah, it. But I, but mean, I do agree this is, like, like, that and the sour cream that she's about to put in are, like, are like the magic ingredients in this uh, as far as, like, texture and just... But I like I like a dense cake. I've said it on the podcast oh, before. Yeah. There is something really like, dare I say, like a fudgy cake can really, like especially like a fudgy chocolate yes. cake. Keep it going. You <laughs> dare you say? Keep saying it. Like I, I know. absolutely give me a flourless chocolate cake any day. Yes. I yes. I actually am. So I'm lactose intolerant. Um. So oh. I'm either like, I take like a lactate, like mm-hmm. seventeen lactates before I'm gonna have like a dairy moment or test a recipe. Yes. Um, but it's always worth it to me to like do yeah. the chocolate cake thing. Um, but yeah, she puts in like all the dairy in the entire world in this cake and I'm sure it makes it perfect. So, yeah. Um, and then she adds, uh, we said the sour cream and then three tablespoons of coffee. I mean, honestly, Ina taught me about coffee and chocolate. Like me too. I've never heard it anywhere else besides yep. that. And like, I will add in instant espresso powder to like, you know, my gravy at Thanksgiving if they'd let me, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. I, I just think it. It really does. I, I don't know how to describe. It does make the chocolate taste more chocolatey. There's no other way to describe it. And it's just, yes. you know, it's there. 
and it really can like take any chocolate dessert, a dessert from like zero to hero. It's yeah. I couldn't agree more. I literally, my boyfriend and I were just out at my parents' house this past week because they are away on vacation. And I, if I'm going to do like a boxed brownie moment, it's only ever going to be the Ghirardelli brand, which is like the superior box brownie mix. I will fight. I will die on this hill. Um, (laughs) So I added last night instant espresso powder to it, which I had never done before. And I have only ever really had these brownies. Like my mom always, it's from Costco. So like you go to Costco, you get this thing and like, that's it. They were like a hundred times better than they already normally are with this instant espresso powder. And I cannot believe I had never thought of doing that before. Um, I know that coffee, anything is always going to make it better. In fact, I get, I get upset when she doesn't add it. Cause I was like, and I don't know where along the line of the barefoot contessa, barefoot contessa, she like started to know that that was a thing, but I know of that because of her, of it. Yeah. And I spread the news to everyone. I'm like, put a little coffee in it. Yeah. Makes it so much better. Uh, so she makes up the batter. It looks incredible. I don't know if you're like a batter queen or like a dough queen. Like oh, I yes. just, I want to like put my head into that bowl Me too. and just yeah. that like ribbon of batter that falls yes. from the yeah. I'm oh, it I'm looks right there like brownie you. batter. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It looks so good. So she spreads that out and I believe puts it in the oven. Obviously. Yes. Um, <laughs> let's get to this Dylan's candy bar moment. It's... I, I. <laughs> had to think I literally wrote I have a word document open on my phone on my my computer yes. right now as we're talking because I was like you can't go too far with this you can't you can't unleash with this so I have like bullet points written down yes no please it, it is, is it's great truly the most shocking array of candy I have ever seen <laughs> Okay, so let's like back before we even get to the candy that she chooses. I always feel like she needs to be behind a counter. I get that because sometimes I don't know sure. what to do with my body. Yeah. I I am not pretending that I would be like Vanna White on a cooking show just like floating across the screen. <laughs> like, but she like it's like she doesn't know where to stand. <clears throat> Excuse me. She's like hi- looking for like a corner, and she's talking about. Like, at the Barefoot Contessa, we used to make so many cakes, and they were all beautifully decorated. Pipe buttercream, flesh, fl- fresh, fl- flesh flowers, <laughs> fresh flowers. <laughs> Sweeney Todd. Um, and then and then she just, and then she's like, but every once in a while, we were asked to do, like, a kid's cake. And she's like, and we would just go crazy with candy. And then she's like, s- says something about, like, an I'm at the right place, and then just, like, walks away. Yep. So then she gets inside, and... Um, she, she tells this, like, anecdote about how, like, at the Barefoot Contessa, we always used to have bags of candy at the counter. And people would always buy them and say, I think I'm going to give these to the kids. And she's like, the kids, huh? You and I both know they were eating it on the way. The way she tosses her finger back and forth. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. Candy shaming every adult. It, I'm lo- I'm so here for it. Um, but, but then, of course, she goes up and gets the... The bags of candy, which is where I yes, please blacked lead out. us in. Yes. So the first choice <sighs> is Jordan Almonds, right? No, Good and no, Plenties. She, the Good and Plenties, which are licorice flavor. Like, are they both the same flavor, just like a different color shell? Like, I don't think they're two different flavors, right? I don't even know. I had to ask my boyfriend because he loves candy. He's like, I literally sh- was showing him this episode and like, these are called what again? Um, and he literally told me, I don't know what they taste like. I've never had them. I don't ever yeah. want to. You should not. They're like a licorice jelly bean. No, I've had thanks. them before. No, <laughs> she picks the worst. Co- so, I mean, I will say this. She was going for a, like, she had a theme in mind. If it was like spring pastels. That was it. She's dead on the money, yep. you know. 
she buys them. They are colorful, and they'll definitely pop on like a chocolate cake. So she buys those first. She's like, I love these. And yeah. then she buys, in my opinion, like the worst candy, Necco wafers that are just like chalk. It's like it's putting times on chalk. a cake. Yeah, it's it really she is. literally, when she's like, oh, like shopping for candy for children, I'm like, in the 50s? Like where, what are you talking about? I don't know a single child that even knows what an Echo Wafer is, let alone would want them on your chocolate cake. Yeah, I mean, if, let's keep going because I, I yes. we have to. Okay. It gets worse, so. <laughs> so next, the Jordan Almonds, which anytime I hear Jordan Almonds, I always think of Bridesmaids, just like I Kristen mean, Wake. how could you not? Yeah. <laughs> just like the clickety-clack of like how yes. they... Just the picking up. And I will say, like, she's holding the bags of candy. She's doing, like, okay, this will go. And they do go well. They're also, like, yes. this New Orleans, like, like yellow-purple-white situation. Yes. That's what she's going for. But also... It looks gorgeous. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it all it ends up amounting to, like, Necco wafers, Good and Plenty's, Jordan Almonds, and Lemon Hats? I know! I on a chocolate not cake. believe it. As soon as she grabbed the lemon, she didn't like say what they were, but I everyone right. knows what lemon heads are. Oh yeah. No. No ma'am. I mean and I I'm, I'm thinking of even too just like logistically when you have a lemon head, you're not also biting into a lemon head. So when you're eating a cake, oh, that's true. are you are you I don't want to like crunch onto a Jordan almond or like a Necco wafer ever first of all in my life but then if I'm even <laughs> eating a cake that's worse when you have a lemon head you then have to like suck on the like chocolate frosting coated lemon head which sounds horrendous Ugh, it's like brushing and your then, teeth and then drinking orange juice yeah or something yeah that, I couldn't have said it better yeah. and these poor children like they just want to eat this cake like who has the time to like suck down each individual fucking lemon head while you're yes. eating it not I yeah I'm trying to think of um it's like, okay, here we are judging Ina for her candy choices, but like they are ridiculous. So I st- we stand yes. by our choices. But Objectively w- ridiculous. If you had to pick four alternate like candies, I would go, number one, probably M&M's. Something sure. colorful. Yes. Um, what else would be a good sort of... My like first thought was like that huge craze, I feel like that happened like maybe 10 years ago or maybe is still happening mm-hmm. with the like the dirt cake oh yeah so like you crumble up some like oreos and you get some fucking yes. like, gummy worms yes. and you can i don't know if there's like a candy that looks like grass or something or like i don't even know but sure. like it's a double chocolate cake so why if you're gonna go like whimsical maybe do that go yes. that route um not like also they're all they're only hard candy too yeah I saw, i'm trying to think of like other chocolate candies but like i do agree with Maybe this is why she went with something so bright. Like, a lot of chocolate candies are just chocolate, unless they're, like, Reese's sure. Pieces, M&M's. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I, I keep thinking of Kit Kats, but that's just going to, like, blend right in with the chocolate. So, like, I do understand she needed a pop of color, but also... I would do, like, crush up some, like, candy canes or peppermints or something. Ooh, that could be, like, a yes. cute little moment. Some, like, you don't graham wanna, crackers again. of some yeah, sort. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Even Oreo, like, halves or something like that, this sort totally. of... I think that would have balanced it out. I mean, I will eat it, yeah. any kind of Oreo that you put in front of me. Sure. Oh, um, absolutely. Chromatica Oreos, <laughs> I mean, they're brights. They would have fit that yes, color palette. <laughs> absolutely. They, they absolutely would have. So, I mean, and then as she's exiting the Dylan's candy bar, candy bar she says, now if these kids can't have fun with these, I'm not the barefoot Contessa. <sighs> I feel like she I... says that every once in a while. 
I'm getting that tattooed on my body at some point. It is the best thing that's ever come out of her mouth because it's so wrong. Yes. No, they're not going to enjoy them. Like, why? Who? What? Who in their right mind would enjoy them? So, does that imply that then you're just not the barefoot contessa? I don't really. Know. I don't know. I don't. I would not eat that cake, but I would no. eat around it. I would definitely pick off everything, and maybe that's what she expected to happen. No one will ever know. <laughs> we um, really won't. The lemon heads, I think, are the biggest offense for me. I mean, but oh, also yeah. the good and plenties. <sighs> They're it's like, just one disaster after another with this. But it looks I, cute. The colors are it, sure. They pop. Um, they do. Yikes. So next we're making buttercream. I mean, I love chocolate buttercream. She makes the ganache. She puts the chocolate chips in, the heavy cream, the light corn syrup, teaspoon of good vanilla. Cool. I mean, there's not really too much to talk about. It's, it's buttercream. Uh, you know, it's great. Yes. Um and then she ices the cake. I do say, I love when she says, very high carb. Who wouldn't love that? I, I guffawed at that when I was watching it today. I forgot that that was a little thing. Like, who, she's like, who wouldn't love this cake? Very high carb. I'm like, why? I know. <laughs> why is that even, why, why even say I mean, it? maybe but that sure. was, I mean, I feel like the low carb craze is still like, it's, you know, it's always part of the conversation as far as diets. Sure. But I know it, I mean, maybe that was when, you know, the South Beach diet was in its height or something like that. Who knows? But um, so she of course. she grabs a palette knife and spreads that shit out. It, it's, it looks great. Very earthy, very oh, simple. Yeah. <laughs> um, very rough and homemade. Yeah. I mean, I do <laughs> like that. I do like when she sort of gives us permission. Because I do think a lot of like, especially baking, you, you do want it to be like perfect. But like she does make it, it's still perfect, but like in an earthy way. Like there's still like intention to that, if that makes sense. I think for me too, like, especially in the earlier maybe seasons of Barefoot Contessa when she was like, she makes like an entire fucking like anniversary cake for Joffrey that has like 20 oh, tears yeah, on it yeah. and she pipes the whole damn thing herself. Yes. I'm like, I, I, that's never happening. I'm never doing that. So when seeing someone like her who really can be so fabulous and elegant and all those things kind of give us the permission to be like, it's fun and homemade, just slather it on. I definitely like exhale a little bit with that yes. because I truly like panic when I see her really go off with you know, decorating and piping. Yes. I don't have like the dexterity to like, you know, put the palette knife in like warm water to make the edges like, <laughs> like silky exactly. smooth. It, it's never going to work for me. That yeah. just takes years. And like, I mean, she has the experience, but we don't, but exactly. Um, so there's a shot of Sherry and the kids. They're in the car <sighs> and she asks the kids if they're excited to see Ina. And I could already tell, I have so much to say about David. Lily seems like the, you know, the, the, the model of like a perfect young woman who just like Absolutely. is polite and just like goes with it. But David is like, I don't, he, I just like, I just think he's a little stinker, like from the start too. even in the backseat. He's like, yeah, <laughs> David is not having it. I David know. is going to do what David wants to do. Yes. And that's it. Yes. So, but, be, and then they kind of go back to the kitchen. So Ina's making the pizza dough, homemade pizza dough, um, some warm water, some yeast, some honey, some olive oil. Um, and then she kind of just like, it's, it is informative too, as far as like how much flour to add. Like you can always add, but you can never take away and kind of, yeah. kind of finding the right consistency there. Um, and the salt and yeast thing was a really helpful yes, tip. The inhibitor, like for people yes. That, that don't necessarily like work with yeast a ton or like make bread or you know what have you um it's it's true i mean if you add salt to yeast like at the get-go mm -hmm. it's never gonna work yes so, it's not gonna bloom um yeah exactly it's it's good advice that was a it hot tip a hot tip from Ina. yeah <laughs> um i did love this sort of like 
it, it was sort of like, I don't know, like get off my lawn sort of uh, where she's like, you know, kids <laughs> these days, they don't know where kids go. They don't know where food comes from. They think it comes from a plastic package or plastic wrapper. Um, so that's why she's I making that. I think that that is a joke. direct response mm-hmm. f- to her not knowing the first thing about kids. I think so. I really do. It's like kids are pretty smart these days, too, especially yeah. these two kids. I feel like they're educated and <laughs> like oh, privileged yeah. and they, they know what's up. They're on Barefoot Contessa. Yes, I mean so, the like, ultimate listen, guest spot. I, oh God, what I would give. I know. But I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I heard that and I was like, "Do you know what a kid is?" Like, most of them probably know that no, it doesn't like appear in plastic. I think that's what she says. Like, it just come, food comes in plastic wrappers. That's all they know. And I'm like, not really. I mean, <laughs> at that age, I, I didn't think so. I know. I, I think I understand her sentiment. Like. She wants to, I mean, basically, because a lot of, as far as like pizza in general too, like you, we always ordered it from Pizza Hut or wherever it was. Like, I never really put two thoughts into like how they make the dough. Like I knew pizza dough was a thing, but if anything, that could have like been altered to like, I always think it's so fun to like take something that, uh, you know, you order a lot and make it homemade so kids can see the behind the scenes process of it. I think that was like the sentiment there, but it just came out a little bit like. (laughs) <laughs> the delivery yeah, was get off wrong. my lawn and like kids don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know anything <laughs> these kids i know these kids um <sighs> so she uh the, the dough is done um she needs the dough she's like a few times like 10 times is what she says and uh and then she kind of gives it like a gentle tap she's like it feels so good like a baby's bottom and then she <laughs> She, you watch like her the light leave her eyes a little bit. She goes somewhere else when she's like rubbing the dough. It's really funny <laughs> I know. to me. I love I it. love dough that much too. Like it's so fun yeah. to just. Uh, I want. I'm also like a. I just want to eat it all, especially like that. Oh yeah, homemade yeasty sort of like bread smell. Like there's nothing like it. There really. It's isn't. amazing. Yeah. Um, I love dough. <laughs> um, so she puts the dough in a bowl with a little oil, and she's like just sort of schmutz it around. I love when that comes out every once in a while. Like the schmutz, oh, yeah. the schmutz of it all. I love it. And uh, she lets that sit. Um, yeah. After the And rise. And rise, yes. We're going to. And, and yeah. I feel like she said she likes making pizza dough because it's not as complicated as like making bread. I just feel like it's some less steps or something. Yes, uh, absolutely. Rather than punching it down and all that stuff, too. So after the break, Sherry Weston and her two adorable <laughs> kids are coming over to make pizza. That's what she says. Um, yeah. And she says it like ten times. She really she does says start adorable. Yes, like adorable. I feel like that's her. She really means terrifying children or something. Like she does not know what to do with it. But that's her go-to with kids. They're adorable puppies or they're adorable children or wherever. Whenever she has kids over, yeah, because they're. I mean, I'd say like Lily is sort of like preteen, like pre-adolescent, and David's like yeah. eight or seven or something. I don't know something. And but they're not like I would say adorable. They're past the adorable stage, I guess. You know what yes. I mean? Like, they're just kids. They're t- or two yeah. wonderful kids. I don't know. Either sure. way. Um, yeah. So <laughs> she shows us the dough. And I love how she, like, lifts up. It's like it's like lifting up the towel. And she's like, I just love this dough. Look at it. She, like, taps it. She's like, I love dough. The way that she says She it. just, like, deadpan stares into the camera and says, I love dough. Like, who says I, that? I... It's a, it's incredible. Yeah. I'm so obsessed with her. Yeah, I love dough. It's those little, I don't know how you would really categorize those little one-off. I just, again, I would love to be on set for a filming of any cooking show, specifically this oh, yeah. one. I just like don't know what the process is like. Like, how many times you go through something? Like, do you make, like... 
because you really, sometimes you only get like one chance to do this stuff as far as like the dough well, yeah. and cutting the dough or, you know, like how does that work? I wonder. I mean, I think too, it depends on the show when you have like, you have, and Ina never used to be this way. And I think she's, she definitely has graduated into this where like, she's like, you make this at this one stage, but luckily or happily I made one six hours ago. So you don't have to wait or whatever. Yes. Um, she's sort of, I think kind of in the later season sort of does that where she makes like 16 different versions and different steps of the same thing. But I, I don't even know what to call those little like moments where, and those are my favorite moments of the show Mm -hmm. when she's like, I love dough where she just has to fill the silence with something. And I think she like blacks out and has absolutely no idea what she says. And it just sort of like comes out. Yes. And she famously does not watch herself. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if she, I feel like if, if she ever watched the show, she probably would never make another episode again. Uh, but this is why we love her. Yeah, or maybe, like, this is her best showing. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it yes. is, like, just that awkward. And, like, God bless the editors. Like, I would love to be more so in the editing room, like, to see, like, what was on yes. the cutting room floor and what they kept. Because even the way, like, these smash cuts, you know, like, where she's outside, she says something ridiculous, and then she's back in the kitchen. But I do, right. I agree with what, what you're saying about, um, she does do a lot more, like, I think she did it in this episode with the uh, the buttercream, or maybe the ganache or something like that. She said, I'll show you how to make it. And then they go back, and they just, like, fast forward through the steps like a tasty yes. video version of it uh, exactly yeah. or she does it with the the chili garlic oil too oh, yeah. She's like, and, and the lemon vinaigrette yes that's <laughs> actually true. Yes. yes and speaking of the garlic oil this seems lovely i i never really think to do stuff like this but it is like so easy it's just like a low and slow sort of like olive oil and then you chop chop or slice some garlic put some chili flakes in a little bit of thyme called a day yeah it seems really lovely i feel like you can probably store that I don't know for how long, but at the same time, it makes a good, I think like infused oils like that can really be like all purpose, uh, like obviously with cooking, but um, it seems lovely. And that's what they're going to eventually spread on the, um, the pizzas. Yes. Uh, So speaking of those pizzas, she dumps out the dough. She divides it into like six (laughs) fairly uneven, but like also even like little triangles. And she picks the four biggest ones. And then she puts a damp cloth on top. I love her towels. They're always, like, so white and clean. I'm like, my dish towels have, like, seen some things. (laughs) Oh, mine too. Mine are terrifying to look like. They're, like, the set of, like, a Wes Craven movie or something. It's, like, not. It's, like, what they make the, like costumes for the walking dead out of like even even <laughs> exactly. even when they're clean they're dirty like um oh absolutely but i do yeah. love buying like i get really excited about <clears throat> dish towels and like um Same. i i have like you know there's like dish towels that are like really nice that you don't use that are just for decorations and then there's like the ones that like you buy but it is fun to buy a new batch of them because it is something to invest in because sometimes they're so thin but like a really nice thick one from target is oh, yeah. the best it really is um I ruin them instantly. Yeah. Um, but I love buying them. I know, yeah, I really it's exciting. <laughs> so um, she gets, it is cute, the next part here. Like, it is this sort of, like, pizza party moment. She's like, I have the aprons for them. I have three types of cheese, fontina, mozzarella, and goat cheese. She puts out some graters, the garlic oil, and then she's like, and I'll also bring some plain olive oil, just in case the kids don't want garlic. Her one concern. I know, yeah, it really is. Um, excellent choice in cheeses. I love a Fontina. Um, I think this all works really well for like the, uh, the arugula salad that pairs well with it too. Um, okay. So David, Lily and Sherry arrive. 
and Ina short circuits. She just does not know what to, to do with these kids. Yeah, she gives them ever. like a hug outside. Like Lily was like suction to Ina and then they all like go oh, inside. Yeah. And it really is. I just imagine like, okay, we're going to go three, two, one, go. And Ina's just like, all right, put on your aprons. And she, <laughs> they're starting to grate the cheese. David's like trying to find his footing, like in the director's chair that they pulled up for <laughs> King David. Like, uh, exactly. Like, first of all, he's sitting in a director's chair with a cheese graters are no joke. Like they can be very yeah. sharp. So she, I, she, I think she immediately realizes her mistake. Cause she gives like, I don't know. She gives him like the block of Fontina and this like massive fucking cheese grater. And he starts to do it like once. And she's like, let me do that. Um, yes. It's, it does not work out. She for calls him, him sweetie pie. She's like, come here, sweetie pie. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which I, haven't yeah. I think, I think <laughs> Sherry, the mom had the Fontina first. She cut off the rinds and then Lily had the mozzarella side note. Do you, maybe you do. I have never shredded mozzarella in my life. I don't think it's impossible or that far out of the like ordinary, but I would just think you would slice it, right? I don't know. So it depends on the kind too, right? Okay. If you're talking about like the fresh, like in water moment, yes. like that's that is not easy to grate. So I either if I'm ever making like a caprese salad or something, I'm either slicing it or I'm tearing it. Yeah, like in big yeah, chunks. yeah. I'm not the only real like easy way to potentially grate cheese like that is you have to freeze it for like yes. 20 minutes so that it's fr- it's like grating butter i guess yeah like sure, biscuits sure, or something sure. like the same kind of thing lily does a gorgina job of this yeah like, she's killing it and it's hard <laughs> it is actually really really hard to do um and yes. she did a great job i i agree i think she's doing really well and then <laughs> then i guess david was stuck with the goat cheese which again <laughs> goat cheese is always soft like are there I don't understand the grading process. Like, I just really don't. Like, the Fontina was probably the only thing that needed, excuse me, to, to be, be graded. graded. Yeah. yeah. And then, like you said, I I have to, like, watch myself when I'm, like, grading carrots or cheese yes. or something like that. Like, it can easily go south if you're not paying attention. Like I have I lost love... the tips of my fingers <laughs> countless times while doing that. I know. I always hate cleaning cheese graders, too. I'm like, oh I respect God. them. I know we need them. But also, like... I hate it because it, oh, for Christ's sake, forget, it's the and worst. then it gets like hard. It's it's yeah. the worst. Oh yeah. Huh. So I love these. Like David is staring like right at the camera. He doesn't know how to like. <laughs> act. I mean, I wouldn't either if I was oh, his same. age too. Yeah. I would just be like, duh. Um, uh-huh. He just seems like a a really like rambunctious kid who's gonna run around the table sixteen times and just like it's hard to rein him in. I would love to see like the footage. <laughs> Oh my god. That they did David is like me at age seven, like ADHD out the wazoo, like hell bent on like bringing the whole operation down. I really think they had to edit out some some shit with David. Yes. Um, he's iconic and really I think is like the epitome of like Ina's kryptonite. Like an unruly child, like in her kitchen, in a director's chair. Yes. Like what do you do with that? <laughs> I need to know where David is now. I need to yeah, know Yeah, the David like, origin story. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he? Like, I don't know what year this was filmed, but like, he has to be in college by now. I just want to oh, like yeah. see where he is. Um, anyway, and what so, he has to say? I know. Yes, <laughs> I mean, let's get him on the pot, <laughs> David. If you're listening, I know. If anyone knows David, I mean, oh give me God. his number. Um, so it's time for pizza dough. Yes. David. David is making like an empanada at this point. Like, I just don't think Ina showed him. They. I mean, she showed them how to like stretch it. 
but he was kind of just doing his own thing as well. David did not understand the assignment or he understood the assignment and didn't give a fuck. So yeah. he makes like a, like almost like a tempe mound of like, he's like making a, a clay biscuit or something. <laughs> it is not the like gorgeous, like paper thin crust pizza. Yes, that like flatbread like, sort of situation oh, yeah. almost. No. Yes. He wants chaos and he's going to get it. Yeah. It's, it was really small in one shot. And then like a couple like shots later, it was like a decent size. I think they yes. like sort of smoothed it out. <laughs> Um, and then Sherry finally says, oh, it's a white pizza. Now it's clicking. Because, I mean, I guess up until that point, maybe I would expect, like, a red sauce to come in at maybe a little bit later. But then I think that was kind of it. Like, she just, yeah. no one had no idea what was happening. Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. Um, Lily and Ina put the pizzas in the oven. And then Ina gets the arugula out of the fridge. And then this is like, a, let me show you how I made it. Sort of, you know, the classic Ina of lemon course. vinaigrettes. Lemon juice, olive oil, salt, and pepper. Um, so then the pizzas come out of the oven, and she's like, and Ina has this sort of like bit. I know it, she's trying to like get David's goat. It's like, she's like, hmm, there's one more pizza left on the tray. Like, <laughs> whose can that be? And David's like, it's mine. David he was not a loses amused. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's also probably starving. Like, he's not trying to fuck around here. He wants his like, mound of raw dough and he wants it immediately i know and he's like in the corner now too with it in his director's chair oh god (laughs) and then so next ina is like as she's asking does anyone want arugula salad she's like slapping it on lily's pizza and she's too polite that maybe she does like it she'll try it she's not that unruly and then dave (laughs) and then david says don't even ask me if i want some of that (laughs) and ina goes like new york all of a sudden she's like she's like don't even ask you did you see me asking you is she like (laughs) And then she backhands him with a spatula. I know, yeah. She is. She's furious. No, I know. It's hilarious. (laughs) David did not come to play. And Ina was not ready for it either. Oh, God. I loved it. The way she just, like, (laughs) went all Brooklyn on him for a second was just... Oh, yeah. It was perfect. Heaven. Um, But David does like the pizza. At this point, it's David's show. I mean, let's be honest. He does like the pizza. um, And everyone else's turns out really well, I think. So let's get into this cake moment. (gasps) Wow. There's a lot of things going on. She brings out the, you know, the truly heinous candy choice of everything that we mentioned before. And then she has, <sighs> like, you know, the, the tubes of frosting that aren't, like, yeah. great tasting, but they're good for kids. Like, you just write, Lily writes her name rather big, but, like, it's nice yeah. and neat. And um, it's never going to look great if it's a kid's no, cake. No, it's not. <laughs> I think it's I rough know. and homemade. Yes. It, like, with a capital R and H. <laughs> um, I, I wonder, like, what Ina wanted it to look like, or it's, I. I'm sure at some point, because David starts to write his name, and then it just, like, trails off into this white frosting mess. Oh, yeah. And uh, it is truly something. There's, you know, the Jordan almonds are on the bottom and a little bit on the top. And it, it looks like kids made it, which is also fine and also, I'm, sure. I think, the goal. But Yes, ultimately. I, I kind of wonder, what it, if, if Ina had the full reign to, like, do this the way that she sort of, like, thought... Yes. What would she have done? Like, I still can't get over this, like, crunchy, giant, like, array of candy that could not go less with, like, this soft, gorgeous little cake that she has going on. Yeah. I, I don't know in what universe those would ever work in her mind, but that's why I'm not the Barefoot Contessa, I guess. Yeah, I, I would imagine cupcakes would have been a better choice. Like, that oh, way, sure. like, everyone has an individual sort of moment and can put, yeah. like, whatever they want. Um 
And it's properly portioned. Yeah, maybe some coconut would have been good. Some toasted coconut. Coconut would have been perfect. Yeah, I know yes. not all kids love coconut, but um, I thought that would have been great. Um, so, Christian, talk to us about the size of these slices, because this is where it truly... <laughs> I... I don't even know if I have like the correct vocabulary to get across like <laughs> how large these pieces are. Like if you can picture what like a half sheet tray is, which is your your run of the mill like thirteen by you know whatever whatever yeah. size it is. I don't even know. Yeah. Pan that you cook like that you roast stuff in the oven with. So that's yeah, what the yeah. cake is on right now. And she cuts like massive like mosaic tile shards of like. Like, each piece must be at least, like, eight inches by, like, six inches for these children. It takes up the whole plate. It's like the whole shape plate. of Vermont. Like, it, it just <laughs> really is jagged shards yep. of chocolate cake. I, none of it makes sense to me. Um, that is the size of cake that I would probably cut for myself. I mean, yes. Perfectly like honest. It, yes. <laughs> but I, I, you watch, like, the horror creep across, like, Sherry's face. Yes. And she's like, my children are never sleeping again. With the amount of sugar and then also, I guess, espresso that they're consuming in this fucking cake. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. I forgot to tell. Uh, speaking of the coffee in the cake, which we didn't talk about, too. I, I'm fascinated by Ina's coffee maker. Like, the plain Jane, like, white oh coffee God. maker. Like, yes. I know. From 100 years ago. Yeah. It's... I, she has to have something better. And it's okay if she doesn't. But yeah. I just figure... I, I really think something else is hiding around the corner. I've said this in a previous episode, like an industrial sized <laughs> espresso like machine, you know, lattes, like something's happening. Um, I'm picturing like turning the corner in her pantry and there's like a floor to ceiling, like Wonka-esque, like $15,000 yes, fucking like espresso machine. That would be amazing. But, but then also too, like I, from what I understand with this show, like she always jokes about like, Oh, like when people ask her, is Jeffrey a cook? And she's like, he makes a great cup of coffee. Yes. Like, I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like she's got this like really super simple, basic coffee maker that like she's had for decades, I guess. Yeah. Maybe she, um, you know, I, maybe she's just, I don't want to say she's not into coffee, but there are people that just like, you know, brew coffee and that's really the, the extent yeah. of their like coffee obsession. So absolutely. Who knows? But um, going back to this cake, yeah, even David is like, whoa, that's a lot. Like, when the kids themselves are saying that's a lot, like, I think you know that it's it's a lot. I, yeah. I can't even describe, like, they are almost bigger than the plate, like an average size, just like dinner plate. Um, and they're never going to finish it. And I think it was no. just this moment of, like, whimsy that Ina was like, let's get crazy. Maybe she was just feeling a little bit more, like, she's like, I'm really nailing it with these kids. and Or maybe <laughs> that they would react in a, like, yeah, sort of way. But everyone is just uh, horrified. Horrified. <laughs> like, truly, like, what is going through your mind? Like, that poor mother is like, I'm never, these kids are never sleeping again. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's truly crazy. I, I mean, Again, I would love if someone handed me a slice of chocolate cake that size. Like normalize oh asking for a second slice of birthday cake. That's my that's yeah. my new platform. I've been like Absolutely. introducing. <laughs> um, but this this really takes it. It takes the cake. Let's say um, it really does. And Ina's last line of the episode, she says, "That's a mess." But the good news is that it still tastes great. <laughs> End episode. <laughs> <laughs> I. 
a lot of I feel like there's like a 50-50 sort of ratio of like the episode ends on like a gorgeous button or like just it just cuts off so severely and this was one of them where yes. I'm like I could have watched this for hours. Like give me I need the the like the B-roll footage. I need like the David's story. I need like I truly need so much more from this episode and I don't think we'll ever get to see Yeah, it. where's David? How did the rest of, like who <laughs> Did anyone finish their cake? Was it just all for show? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. How are their teeth after eating the cake? Like with the shards of yes. like Jordan almond? Like, what did David I think don't... of the good and plenties once he bit into yeah. one? I'm sure he like spit it across the room. <laughs> did Ina pay for the years of dental work that <laughs> you know afterwards? Like who knows? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's truly a great episode. I I'm so glad you picked it. Um, <sighs> and many more to come i mean the, yeah I, I really truly like i've talked i think last week like her her opinion on dogs and kids i just don't think that she really loves either and that's also okay i like that's i said fine. before but like but do we love when she has to interact with them and you know and we get to watch it of course it is it is entertainment Always. at its finest and it really is yes i love it oh my goodness well christian this has been a hoot I'm so glad <laughs> that you picked this episode. I'm so glad that you sent me a message that to be a guest, you're welcome back anytime. Oh my God. This has been the dream of my life. <laughs> I can't think of anything better than to just like wax philosophic on Barefoot Contessa. That's really all I've been put on this earth to do. So I, I feel thank the you exact so much same for way. having me. Yes. I, <laughs> anytime like there is, I feel like anytime I meet someone at a party that watches this show, like, it's like, do you watch it or do you like watch it? Watch it. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, can you name like three of this, like the supporting characters in Ina's universe or not? You know, like, do you know that Jeffrey rank Ken- your favorite Barefoot Contessa gaze? Like <laughs> immediately. Exactly. Have you been to Bridgehampton Florist? Like, you know, whatever. Yes. I mean, God, have you ever been to East Hampton? Is that like on your, yeah. oh, you have. So I grew up on Long Island. So oh. I, yeah. So I, not anywhere near where East Hampton is. Also, East. My boyfriend and I just drove out um, to like the Sag Harbor, sure. Hampton yeah. area on Friday. I want to say um, like a couple of days ago, and it is. It, it really is very far. For those of you that like don't necessarily know Long Island, it is really long. Mm-hmm. It's it is fr- to get from New York City to East Hampton without traffic is just under three hours, probably Whoa. like three hours. Um, and because it's only one road, like it, uh, cause it tapers off. It's almost always four or five hours or something. Whoa. It's, it is a nightmare to get to. So I always think of like the sort of Jeffrey, you know, commute that he's gone on forever as like an Odyssean journey yes. because it must take him forever, like truly forever to get there. Yeah, I mean, no wonder she has to have that roast chicken ready when he comes home. It's uh, at the very least, every my Friday, God, every Friday, yeah, every single Friday. Oh my gosh! Well, where can we find more of you, Christian? What are you up to these days? What are you? Where can we find you on social media? What do you got? So you can find me on Instagram at Christian Ebley. It's um, my last name is spelled E B L E. It's just one word. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, which is a lot of retweeting and like some original content at Christian underscore Ebley. Um, I'm currently working on a cookbook um, and we'll be posting a ton about it um, very soon on social media. And then you can find a lot of my recipes and food articles on 
Instagram at the company I work for, which is at Fourth and Heart, um, or on their website at www.fourthandheart.com. And that's Fourth and or Fourth in Hearts, just to be specific. Fourth and Heart. Heart. So F-O-U-R-T-H-A-N-D-H-E-A-R-T, just one word. Excellent. Looking forward to the cookbook. Everyone follow Christian. I, I mean... This is the part of the episode where I wish I had some sort of clever Ina. <laughs> like, as we're cutting the cake, <laughs> what else can we say? But um, thank you again for being here. Oh, thank you so much. This was just fantastic. So that concludes our episode this week. Thank you again, everyone, for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at GoodVanillaPod. And you can also send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I have made a Facebook group for The Good Vanilla. Very searchable. Just type in The Good Vanilla on Facebook and join the party. Uh, If you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Kochanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time.